Welcome, my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 38, and a lot has happened. The NBA draft came and went. We had some actual action uh, with trades. We'll go over those, recap that. Free agency starts on Friday, which I am extremely excited for. We'll kind of touch on that leading into it. Uh, like I said, just a lot has happened. We'll go over some rumors, some speculation, and knock on wood, the NBA may be returning to NBC. A little dose of my childhood, which is fun. I'm not even going to waste any time. We've got Jer on this whole episode, which is a true honor. Jer, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I wasn't prepared for the full episode, so... <laughs> But I'm happy and excited. Good. That's what I like to hear. I, I yeah, hope that you are prepared with one love, one hate, at least. Oh, of that, course. Okay, good. That's that's what I like to hear. Um, so again, we're gonna talk about a lot of things. Before we kick off anything, I yep. have to say this. So at church on Sunday, I gave a talk, and okay. one of my buddy, Helaman, one of his kids, uh, is also a listener to the podcast, and he grabbed yep. me in the hallway, Benson. He's like 12 years old. And he's, I think he's 12. Benson, I'm sorry if I butchered your age. And he said, yo, I tried uh, milk before cereal. No. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, what do you mean? You tried it or you do it? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not an animal, but I tried it. And we yeah. talked about our guy, Adam, trying it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, Benson, give me your honest feedback. And he said, the hardest part is knowing, like not knowing proportions. So you pour in oh, okay. too much milk and then you pour in cereal. You have no idea. You might have to pour in more milk. He said that was the biggest thing. Otherwise, it was normal. And I thought, you know what? Yeah. That's really good feedback. Yeah, no, that's great. That's actually I, that's great feedback. Now that you're saying that, actually, I remember I don't know who it was, but I remember someone mentioning that they did this. And I, I honestly don't remember. It's not me trying to protect their identity so the mob doesn't go after them. And they <laughs> said they did it to avoid the splash zone because you know I, when you put was that you no no i'm i don't remember telling you did you wait what do you mean you're saying this info came from me no no not from you i don't remember who it's from oh okay yeah to avoid the splash zone i guess yeah it does what they're saying splash. right you put in the cereal and then we put milk in after it would splash out and they <laughs> did it opposite to avoid the splash zone which is weird <gasps> Splash zone, like we're at SeaWorld. Yeah. Like Come at SeaWorld. And yeah, I'm like, you figure it out. But now that you say that, that popped into my head. Um, but I hope your boy Benson doesn't actually do this from now on. No, I don't think he's going to, but it was good feedback. And I appreciated him at least giving it a go. So we've at least yeah. got Benson and Adam who have tried it. And yeah. uh, I thought that was good feedback. The proportions is something I didn't think of. And it makes sense. Me either. And I forgot all about that. So that's good. I'm never going to try good. it, but I'm glad there are people willing to try it. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. So shout out Benson. Thanks for trying it, buddy. That's that's great feedback. Um, All right, let's lead into it. Hit us with a love. What are you loving this week? Listen, I know you start off by saying one and one. I actually have one and two hates. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Even better. Yeah. Juicy. Juicy. They just popped it in my head and I figured, you know what? I'm going to do two today. All right. So I like it. The love, and I know you love this, and I don't know anyone who dislikes this. So if you do, I feel bad for you. I love a nice French toast stick. Mm. Not French toast, French toast stick. I like French toast. I love the sticks. Yeah. 
That is right? a good, yes, that's a good love. And for those not familiar, I mean, everybody knows what a French toast stick is, right? I, yeah. I have to imagine. Um, I have had good ones. I've had bad ones. The bad ones right. were like junior high before school breakfast. I don't know if Cafeteria you ever breakfast. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you ever partook of that. Um, not great, but again, they're French toast sticks, so they're still good. The great ones, this is going to sound hilarious and I haven't had them in so long. Honestly, the last time I had them was probably with you and Dean on our way to Vegas at Carl's Jr. Yeah. yeah. Carl's <laughs> Jr. has them. Burger King has them. Yep. Um, are- honestly, I'm not sure where else I've had them at a restaurant before. Delicious. Yeah, French Wonderful. toast sticks rock. And what's funny is they don't really taste like French toast. Yeah, I don't know it's what like, it is, but they're it's better, like it's own, easier yeah. to eat. It's its own taste. You dip it in syrup. What a treat. Yeah, and it feels like when I eat a normal, like normal French toast, it's too much. I don't know why. It's like, well, it's kind of hard to eat. I could eat a million French toast sticks. Yeah, I agree. It's it, We just have to talk about this because we might need to do a food challenge. Last year during the Utes football season, you did the churro challenge, which was what? 10, 10 churros in one sitting of one game. The second the clock yep. struck zero, you were done. And people start, people loved it. They embraced it. They started paying you as if it was cameo to give them shout outs. And I thought that was fantastic. We might need to do that again this year, this season, yep. and tie it in with the podcast or something because I think it's good content. And look, yeah. they don't sell French toast sticks at Utes games, but I think we can get creative. It was great for the first six churros, and then the last four were brutal, and I haven't had a churro since. I don't know if I will. Yeah, I don't blame you, actually. I don't think anybody would blame me for that. What else no, do they sell at Youth Games? Bleeding. The Cowboy corn dogs? Yeah, I love Yeah, you, <laughs> can only, you can only buy with cash. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll come um, up with I something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm the guy who has to do out. Why don't you do one? Well, the reason is you are the guy. What when you just said I could eat a million of these, it made me think. Yeah, that was what, exagger- a million. No, obviously I know it's an exaggeration, but you are the same guy who said I don't remember how many bags they are, but you said you could eat an outrageous amount of bags of those cinnamon twists from Taco Bell. Yeah, ten <gasps> of them. I could eat ten of them. Easy. Ten. Ten is easy. I agree. That's yeah, easier than you're eating air. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's how it feels like with French toast sticks. I feel like you could order like two orders. I don't know how many they come with four in each order, four yeah. to six. I don't know. And you could eat them both and be totally fine. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah, know that... how many I could eat and I don't yeah. want to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I don't blame I've you. done that. Yeah. All right. That's a good love. And also before we dive into hates, we just have to mention because I failed to do so earlier that uh, yep. this brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Co. Who we love and think we're very thankful that they sponsor us. Um, Okay. Let's hear your hate, your first hate, first of two. Okay, first hate. Listen, I've been in this genre a few times while I've been on the pod. Okay, I just hate public bathrooms of all sorts. Unless I'm in Japan, those are great. Of all sorts, right? And so I was thinking about it. I needed to go today at the park. Terrible experience. I hated it. Yeah, but it got me thinking. I've asked you this before. I'm gonna ask you on the pod because I don't think you've uh, actually answered it. Would you only use a public restroom the rest of your life if you could pick one of your teams to win a championship? Would you trade that? For the rest of my life? Yep. So the rest of your life, I don't know, gas station, bathroom, because you live close to a gas station. 
but the Sixers win a championship this year. So it's it's not an, like I couldn't get an outhouse and put it like in the back no. my backyard. It would have to be I'd have to go to the gas station to down, public, down public, the road. Yep. Right. Um how much do you love the Sixers? For the Sixers That's to what win this it comes all down to. For them to win it all this year. Yeah, I don't care when you can pick. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think really? I would. Yes, I think I would. And I'm saying that because I do live re- relatively close to a public restroom. Now, look, right. public public restrooms, to your point, are truly the worst. They're really very bad. rarely do you get a nice public restroom. The only ones I can think of off the top of my head are the Traverse Outlet bathrooms. Uh, oh, all the way to the ground, baby. They're fant- The stalls are fantastic. The new yep. Salt Lake City Airport bathrooms. Wonderful. Also yep. wonderful. Um, but... Saying that as a a a diehard Sixers fan and B somebody who lives like two blocks away from a public restroom, yeah. yes, I would do it. That listen, you really took one for the team. Yeah, I would You're do a great that. Fan. Can You're someone a great fan and all of us would benefit from that? They, I agree. Can someone all relay of us this Sixers fans? Relay this yeah. info to the Sixers. <laughs> let let them know I'm willing. What I'm willing to do. Well, you know what that means is if. They win this year. You have to do it for at least a month. A month? Yeah. All right. If okay, I'm putting it on record. If the six, if the Sixers win it all this year, I will use nothing but public restrooms for a month. Wow. Wow, that's great. That's now, great. Listen, I want them to win before, but now I feel like they have to. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm putting it all out there. Okay, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. So wait, what's your hate? Just public restrooms? Yeah, public restrooms. But I have another one. I have okay. another one. That one. Okay. Just, both these are top of mind, so I figured I'd throw them out there. Okay. Listen, I've been known to say this. It's one of my, one of my, I don't know, most famous sayings. Okay. If you are not a sailor, a kite flyer, or you own a windmill farm, what? there is no reason for you to like wind. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hate the wind. And for some reason, I moved to a place that is always windy and it drives me nuts. <laughs> it sucks. The wind sucks. We went golfing, I don't know, last week. Father's Day, yeah. What, 20 mile an hour wind? Yeah, it probably more. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, I agree. I was very curious where the hell you were headed with that. And I agree with you. The wind is the yeah. worst. It it does no it solves no problem unless yeah. you are parasailing, unless parasailing is good. Yeah. unless you are kite surfing, unless you right. are on a sailboat. It yeah. it is truly the worst. I agree with you. The wind and guess solves. what? I don't do any of those things. The wind causes more problems than it than it does good. I think that's yeah. a unanimous agreed upon statement. I'd say it causes problems in my marriage even. Oh, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> we don't it's windy. To... I'm complaining about the wind. Wife says, I say, hey, why'd you make me move out here? Because it's <laughs> stupid wind. You guys do. Your new house is like kind of isolated, really at the top of, not at the top of a mountain, but you're the only thing up there. So you yeah. you don't get any blockage from wind or anything like that. No, it's terrible. Yeah, that's a really good hate. Um, uh, yeah, I don't watch. We're gonna get some some pushback of some paras- parasailer who's gonna be really mad who's listening. And to that's this. fine. If you paras, if you have a re- a good reason, I'm open to hearing it. Yeah, I agree. But if you don't, and you're like, yeah, the wind's great. No, 
you're dumb. It isn't. I agree. And you're right. It did. I mean, golf's hard already, but when you add 20 to 30 mile an hour winds directly in your face or blowing side to side, or even at your back, yeah. it yeah. it makes it even harder. It's the worst. Yeah, um, not cool. Th- those are two really good hates. I, I, at once again, I agree with those. Well, you've done. never disagreed with one. I think I, I think maybe I have You're they've gotten better. I feel like Thank they started you. off just like, oh yeah, everybody hates that. Or, oh yeah, everybody loves that. But you kind of have thrown in some controversial ones and I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't think these ones are controversial, but no, but thanks. Yes, you're welcome. All right. Those are very good. Let's, let's lead into this and we'll just start at the top of the timeline with the first deal that happened and we'll go through it and I'll ask your thoughts. So obviously we text anytime a deal, anytime Woj or Shams who's locked up currently unable, <laughs> unable to tweet or break news. Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Woj is locked up. No, not Woj Shams. And he's not really locked up, but he hasn't uh, tweeted okay. anything since the whole fan duel stuff, uh, yeah, which we'll talk, which we'll, yeah, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and we t- we text whenever there's movement, whenever stuff's happening. And the very first trade that was reported was Chris stops Porzingis, which uh, on my my pre-draft preview, uh, I mentioned as somebody who had a career year last year in Washington. Nobody paid attention because it happened in Washington. He was healthy. He had a phenomenal season. And sure enough, the Celtics do what the Celtics do and end up going and poaching a player for literally nothing. The proposed trade was Porzingis to Boston, Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, Marcus Morris to the Wizards. We were texting. It's like, okay, how does Boston keep getting, like, how do they keep getting away with this? How do teams continue to feed them players? Because they did it with Malcolm Brogdon in Indiana. Yeah, They just continue to feed them players where it's like, hey, what's happening? How are they getting these good players? And it led to a lot of questions. It was like, okay, does CP3, what does this mean for him going back to LA? What happens with Westbrook? Does Morris get bought out by Washington? All of this. And then all of a sudden, uh, the deal falls through. And later that night, the real trade comes through. And it shocked everybody. Porzingis to the Celtics, the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart. I think the entire NBA world is blindsided. He is headed to the Memphis Grizzlies. Tyus Jones headed to the Wizards. The Celtics also get the, uh, they got the 23rd overall pick in the draft and a 2024 first, which at the time meant that the Wizards traded Roy Hachimura, Kristaps Porzingis, Bradley Beal, and they didn't get a single first round pick back, but the Celtics ended up getting two plus Porzingis. What the hell? Yeah, what a wild, wild range of emotions we felt in that day. At least I don't even remember how close they were, but crazy. It was crazy. But now with the trade that actually happened, I'm going to be honest, when I was pissed that that the Celtics were going to get better, I didn't think they were going to trade away Marcus Smart. I think they got worse. Yeah, I agree. I think the first deal, they would have been better. The actual deal that went through, they're worse. Listen, I know Porzingis had a great year last year, but that was his first year playing over 60 games in what, five years? Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome here. Great. Happy for him. I'm, I hope he stays healthy, but I don't know, man. I To trade away, you know, Marcus Smart, that's, uh, that might be a miss there. It seemed like too much. I like the fit of Porzingis being able to share the floor with both Horford and then Robert Williams. I think that's great, but I just don't like, I don't think Derek White 
or Malcolm Brogdon can step in and fill in that Marcus Smart void. I don't think anybody on their roster can. I mean, for hell's sake, he's the defense player of the year. Yeah, I mean, they're both great players. Derek White, awesome defensively. Brogdon plays pretty good defense as well. Six man of the year. But I agree. I agree. Defensively, I don't I don't know. They'll still be a good defensive team, but he was he was the guy. He was the guy. Robert Williams blocked shots. Horford, for whatever reason, will always be an Embiid guy. Um, he, on that short list of dudes Embiid just struggles with, uh, Steven Adams, Brooke Lopez, or two other ones that come to mind. But uh, like, I don't think that uh, homeboy Malcolm Brogdon's a good defender at all. I think Derek White's a good defender, but can right. he do that through a whole season? I don't know. I I'm confused. And looking at this from a Sixers fan perspective, I'm actually thrilled because I think that the Celtics got worse. Yeah. Now the original deal fell through because Brogdon's hurt, right? Or at least yep. that's what I heard. Yep. Yep. Um, when when injury... does he come back? What is it? I, I read that Shoulder? he should. I, I. It's like his arm. I don't know what on his arm, but uh, it's what kept him out of one of the finals or one of the Eastern Conference finals games. Right. Um. I. I don't know. I I read that he'll be back for the start of the season, but it clearly was bad enough that it raised some flags. And I think also it had something to do with Porzingis opting into the deal. I think ultimately later that night he decided to, um, but I think that that was kind of everybody's waiting on that, but I don't know. I, I like it. it. It's, it's worth a flyer, I guess for the Celtics. I get it. I just don't understand trading Marcus smart, but for the Grizzlies, I think that's a hell of a trade. Marcus smart. I feel like fits in perfectly with what they're trying to do. He'll obviously right. be the point guard through the first, however many games with jaw out. And uh, I think honestly for the wizards picking up ties Jones, that's not a bad pickup offloading Porzingis's no. contract and getting a solid young point guard and ties Jones, I think is pretty good. Yeah. I like ties Jones. And I, I read somewhere. It was probably on Twitter. Someone tweeted it that Marcus smart is who Dylan Brooks wishes he was. That is perfectly put actually. Which I completely agree with. Yeah. Marcus smart is a much better version of Dylan Brooks. Yes. That's very well put. I think that's actually exactly right. Right. uh... So now what I don't love, right. Tyus Jones was kind of the guy when jaws out, he kind of ran the offense. Yeah. Um, And jaws going to be out. He's suspended. Yep. So I'm curious. I mean, Marcus Smart will probably handle the ball a bit, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I he's he's has different skill set than Tyus Jones. Um, Tyus Jones did a really good job for the Grizzlies when Jaw was out. They they had more than a winning record. Um, right. yeah, I I I agree. That I think that's why I really like it for the Wizards is they got a good young piece and somebody that they can build on. And that leads us into the next trade that happened, who the Wizards were also in on, and that is acquiring Jordan Poole, a protected first in 2030, a second rounder in 2027. Uh, they get him and they unload Chris Paul to the Warriors. Yep. Now, the Warriors, hilariously enough, they got more first round picks than uh, for Chris Paul than they, the Wizards did for Beal and Porzingis combined, which is funny, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. Again, I really am starting to like this rebuild for the Wizards. Jordan Poole, mark my words. I don't think anybody's shocked by this. He will lead the league in field goal attempts next year, and he might be up there for a scoring title. That dude is going to chuck. And it honestly is going to be, they're not, it's not going to be winning basketball, but it's going to be fun to watch if you like offense. But Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones, those are two pretty damn good pieces in their backcourt to kind of build off of from here. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Well, 
Fun he to might, watch his loose. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be fun to see how many shots he puts. That's up game. that's more like it. He'll be like the he, underdog fantasy guy where it's like, okay, he let's we need to keep an eye on him because we he could go off for 40 in any given night, especially when right. he has the constant green light. Right. Now yeah. I don't know how Chris Paul is gonna fit in in Golden State. Yeah. But getting rid of Jordan Poole, he was so bad in the playoffs. Yeah, he was terrible. It was Which, hard to watch. And I don't it, know what happened. It was because the season before he, you could say, was one of the he was one of the reasons that they ended up winning it all. So right. it it's weird that they had the drop off. Obviously, what happened with Draymond and him, I think, played a part in it. Um, right. and who who knows what Draymond does. But let's touch on this a second. You mentioned it. Chris Paul, I said this, this I said this to you in our, our friend group chat the second the trade happened, but Chris Paul plays the exact opposite style of Stephen Clay. He is the slow, methodical, older point guard. He gets, he picks his spots. He gets to him, rises up mid-range. He's older. He's not the get out and go fast break, quick transition bucket, threes, run and gun type of offense that the Warriors play. I don't know how that's going to work. I, I threw this idea out to you right when it happened, but like, I won't be shocked if he comes off the bench for them at some point during this season because it's so different than how they play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the only way I can see him fitting in is if he comes off the bench. I don't see him playing like that. He can't. I think he's too old. He and too even old. when he was younger, he still played slower than what the Warriors play. That's exactly it. And I, I don't know. That sounds crazy saying for an older guy who is making 30 mil next year and they just traded for him. But crazy. I realistically, that's exactly what I could see. I just and, and then J.J. Redick, I sent you the clip the other day, but J.J. Redick said the exact same thing where he's like, it just doesn't really make any sense. He's not sold on this idea of Chris Paul with Steph Curry. Like, I don't know. It just, it's very strange. I like that they're pushing all their chips in the middle. I think that's cool. I think that it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see. But at the same time, I just don't get it. Like JJ Reddick's quote was the Warriors this past year had the sixth fastest average speed on offense. Chris Paul had the slowest average speed on offense among players with a thousand minutes played. Like when I said complete opposite, they are literally the complete opposite. Okay, friends, time out for a minute because I want to chat about Griffles Plasma and also about how plasma makes medicines and how every donation you give with Griffles Plasma, it can be used to make up to five different medicines. Now, while there are lots of different plasma medicines used to treat a lot of patients for life-threatening injuries and illnesses, the point is that each time you donate, your plasma can be used to help save lives. Each time, that is huge. Multiply that by the number of times you give plasma, yep, you got it, even more huge. Kind of like Allen Iverson leading the 2001 Sixers to the NBA Finals all by himself. So shout out Griffles Plasma and all their teams across the country. Plasma makes medicines, and a lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate plasma and receive compensation for your efforts today. You can find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head -head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, 
Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. That's ball, folks. Brotherly Love and Hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of Northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. Did love the trade. We love when movement happens. It, it something needs to be studied in my brain, in my chemistry makeup of the joy that an off-season move brings me. I don't know what it yeah. is. It's like a, a just a dopamine hit, this rush of adrenaline that I really enjoy and I love. And whether that's, I don't think it's bad because it just makes the NBA year-round, right? The off-season is almost yeah. just as fun as the regular season is, if not more. It is. It is. And I cannot wait for free agency. I think it's going to be yep. great. Uh, hopefully we see a couple more, a little bit more action, but we'll see. Who knows? I agree. Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's going down. And I am very that's, excited. That's when to it see opens it. up. Yep. That's when it opens up. And if anything, if history shows, uh, we're going to get a lot of trades, we're going to get a lot of movement. A lot is going to happen. Yeah. yeah and a lot of tampering. Yeah. What the hell? Well, I talked about. Everyone within tampers. 30 seconds within 30 seconds of it opening there are people signing. Yeah. Give, that me a, happen? give me a break. I, I can't stand that the Sixers got docked second yeah. round picks for tampering when everyone in the league tampers. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's dumb. Really dumb. Anyway, that's a good point. Um, We got to talk about this because we were making fun of the Wizards when they traded Bradley Beal because they didn't get anything back. And then Woj hit us with the details. The Washington Wizards are getting back the Wizards six round. No, let me read this. The Wizards six second round draft picks and four first round pick swaps. That is the Suns are sending seconds in 2024, 25, 26, 27, 28, 30 and pick swaps in 24, 26, 28 and 30. Talk about a haul. Yeah, we crushed yeah, I them mean, it's, and they it's nailed much, it. It's much better than we initially thought. Did you say it was six second rounders? Six second rounders and four four pick swaps. Here's here's something though. I wish Sixers had a second rounder, but that's that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I think Jay Crowder was traded for five. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so I'm not sold. I'm not like too happy with with the six second rounders because you you saw at the trade deadline this year that people were just dishing them out. True, but let me say pick swaps the- are nice. The pick swaps are awesome, but with the new CBA, you saw a lot of teams, contending teams, 
unload contracts and trade into the late first or early second round. Just with the salary cap and the way it's positioned now, you have to have you have to have a guy with that salary on your roster. Um, you yeah. look at like Christian Brown, right? For the Nuggets, the perfect draft pick for them. Teams are going to try to replicate that. And I think second round picks are going to be more and more valuable. So the fact that they were able to land six of those, even if they didn't get six second round picks, the four pick swaps alone is unbelievable. Yeah, the swaps are nice. You yeah. can't argue about the swaps. And I like Beal. Yep, he's same. Great. But unloading that contract is a big win too. Yeah, that's a huge win. They they position themselves nice. I look, the Wizards are the Wizards. Nothing is going to change that about them um, unless they make big time changes. And that sounds funny saying that after they already unloaded their two biggest contracts. I I just don't see them being good anytime soon. However, they are they have set themselves up for a nice little rebuild. So props to them. It was a win win all the way around. Um, and I owe them an apology because I mocked them pretty relentlessly, and they got back a nice little haul and two good pieces to build off of. Yeah, I agree. They're going to be terrible, but at least they have a light at the end of the tunnel. Not a bright one, but it's there. There is one. I agree with you. All right. That leads us into the draft. And we're just going to go over this quickly because it's nothing shocking. Uh, Victor Wimanyama went number one. I'm excited to see him play this summer. It's going to be great. Uh, Let's talk about this for a second. We mentioned it earlier. Shams leading up to the draft kept tweeting things about, well, hold on the... The Hornets now are thinking about taking Scoot second overall. Shams is employed and sponsored by FanDuel. So the betting odds shifted pretty heavily once he, an NBA insider, tweets out something like that. And then when the draft came, Woj hit him with, it's Miller number two. It was always Miller. Nothing has ever changed otherwise. And I don't know if Shams has tweeted since then. He is under a lot of scrutiny. He is in a lot of hot water. And I think rightfully so. That's pretty yeah. messed up. Yeah, I don't know how that's legal. Actually, it, it doesn't it make can, sense. It can't be. It is. Yeah, it's really strange, and I don't like it. I didn't no. bet on it, but I would have been pissed if he tweets that the odds drastically change. Then you bet money and then lose it and find out it actually never was real. Yeah, like, that's tweeted crazy. that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I completely agree. Now um, I don't know what to do about it. Um, yeah, I don't. Maybe, I don't know either. I don't, I don't know, but it's crazy that that's a thing. Yep, I agree. And then the Blazers end up taking Scoot at three. Um, I think all of us were waiting and seeing if the Blazers were going to move that third pick uh, just with Dame and so much talk about it. Now, look, I love Dame. I don't know if anybody in the league dislikes Dame, any fan of basketball dislikes Dame, but I will say this. All of this offseason chatter that has been going on for probably the last three offseasons now, it, it's not making me hate or dislike him, but it is honestly, it's gotten so old and I'm sick of hearing it. And apparently him and his agent met with owners yesterday. There are all these reports about his dream scenarios. They re-signed Jeremy Grant and they signed Draymond Green. And he doesn't want to be, the, he doesn't want to go to a team where he's the fourth star, the third star. He just wants a chance. It's like, dude, stop. It's so annoying at this point. It's driving everybody insane. And he's like, the way it seems like he's approaching it is he doesn't want to be viewed as this traitor, but he still wants a chance to win, but he doesn't want to be the guy that if he does leave the Blazers, that he gets booed relentlessly when he comes back. Yeah. I don't know. It's really annoying and it's really bugging me. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I'm I'm just over it. Now, I think he wants out, but he doesn't want to publicly say that. That's yep, I, that's my opinion. He doesn't want to be the bad guy. Yep, I agree. Um, 
but I think he wants out because think about it. Even his dream scenario, Jeremy Grant, Nurkic, him, um, Simon. That's a, that's a play in team. Yeah. They're not winning. They're not winning at all. Absolutely. I I like all those guys. I think they're cool, but they're not going to win. No. So I'm, I don't know what he's thinking about his, he needs to dream bigger. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He does. I agree. Anyway. Uh, my two draft day winners, I tweeted it out, but number one, the Houston, obviously look, the Spurs are number one. They got Victor Spurs number one. That's that goes without saying. However, the dark horses, the Houston Rockets, they get them in Thompson, one of the Thompson twins and Cam Whitmore, the Villanova stud who dropped all the way to 20 and yeah, the Rockets ended up snagging him. And I will say this, thank goodness that they got him because if he ended up on like golden state or the Lakers or the heat or somebody like that, I would be so mad. Because I think yeah. he is a NBA ready player. I don't I read a bunch about his medicals weren't good. I read a bunch about his interviews just weren't good. I don't care. He is a stud and the Rockets got him at 20. I think that's an absolute home run. Great draft day for the Rockets. I'm happy for my Rocket friends. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. They they have a ton of young players, young pieces. Listen, they're far from being great. Yeah, of but course. at least they'll be fun and they've got some good pieces to build on. Some good pieces to build on and they've got money to spend. They've been linked right. to James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, Brooke Lopez. Like I think out of those four, they'll land one of them. Um, yeah, if not, if to, not, right? if not two. Yep. They've got money to spend. I, I think the Harden and the Van Vliet thing doesn't really fit, honestly, with right. their, like Amen Thompson's a point guard. Jalen Green is a scoring guard, but like they uh I don't know that, that neither of those guys make sense to me, but like a Brooke Lopez or a Dylan Brooks, those guys make sense to me. Um, and yeah, I think that say, they, they can pay them. For example, well, just let, let's just say they end up with Lopez, Dylan Brooks and Fred. Yeah. That's a fun team to watch. They're not terrible. They're no. not. They're, they're interesting. Not, they might be a playing game or a playing yeah. team, right? Yep. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. So shout out the Rockets. I thought they were my number one, obviously after the Spurs, uh, a huge draft day winner. And number two, the Utah jazz. I thought that they were going to try to make a splash. Apparently they were tied to Porzingis. They were trying to get him and we'll talk about what they ended up doing uh, instead in a second, but they get Taylor Hendricks, UCF big at nine, who I really like. He's a stretch big. He can play in that uh, front court with the guys they've already got now, Walker Kessler, Laurie Markinen, I really like. And then they get the Baylor stud, the little point guard, Keon George at 16, who I also really like. I was also told Danny Ainge was thrilled that he was the, that was the guy he wanted to get um, and that they maybe were even prepared to trade up for him. But again, I don't know uh, what that looks like, but they clearly got their guys. There were pictures of Danny Ainge, just ecstatic. Everybody in the draft room just pumped out of their minds. I think the Jazz nailed it. They got that Ohio State kid with their 20th pick, but um, having three first-rounders and actually getting their guys at, at least two of them, I think the Jazz yeah. nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch a ton of college basketball, right? <laughs> like, I watch March Madness. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, UCF guy, like, seen some highlights, never really watched a UCF game. No, of course not. I don't know. And I think probably most NBA fans – outside of like the top five, 10 picks, right? They don't really know. And we don't know if they're going to pan out or not. But listen, if he's happy, I'm happy for him. And I think, you know, with his draft record, he's drafted some good players. So yeah, yep. That That's always a good sign if he's thrilled that he ended up getting his guys that he wanted. Yeah, I agree. And just to touch on that, I agree with you. Taylor Hendricks, the UCF kid. 
I didn't really know a lot about him. I heard about him in high school. He was like a top 100 recruit. He ended up going to UCF to play with his brother, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and then obviously when the draft kind of started to come around, I saw a lot of video and highlights of him and stuff. I like him. I think he's a good piece. Um, and the Baylor kid, his, if you haven't seen it, like you need to look at his highlight tape. He's nice. He's like a six, four, six, four guard who can score it. I really, really like him. He's got a chance to come in right away. Like with the jazz current setup at guards, he could really push for starting minutes. And I honestly thought that Hendricks maybe could do the same, but that I think got nixed with the trade that the jazz pulled off yesterday. And John Collins with the Atlanta Hawks finally got traded. His name has popped up at the round trade deadline, probably last three seasons. And the jazz got him for literally nothing. Yes. His contract is not favorable, but the jazz end up trading 36 year old Rudy gay and a future second rounder for fun fact, Leighton Utah native, John Collins, bringing him back. back. Welcome back, buddy. And he will fill that Taylor Hendricks role until Taylor Hendricks is ready to step in. This is classic Danny Ainge. They get a really athletic big guy. You don't run plays for him. He's good for a poster dunk every other game. He is a good rebounder. He can space the floor a little bit, not a great three-point shooter, um, but somebody who will step in for a young team like the Jazz. He will start for them, give them good minutes, and then guess what? I guarantee you in a couple of years when he is his deal, he's on that last year of his deal, Danny Ainge is going to flip him for something else um, with that expiring contract. That's classic. Um, I think the Jazz nailed it with this trade. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a great trade. Love that he's from Leighton. That's I know awesome. how funny. When, when does that ever happen? <laughs> I know. think now you can disagree with this, but I, th- he reminds me of Aaron Gordon kind of yeah. way he plays. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like he's a slasher. He'll play defense. He's extremely athletic, not a great shooter, but he can knock down an open shot, except mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon couldn't knock one down in the playoffs. Yeah. Anyway. I, so I think it's great, especially you gave up nobody. Yeah. You gave up no one. Great trades. Great trade for the Jess. And it makes me think that the Hawks are going to sign someone in free agency. Like yeah. that is not, there's no way that they dumped his contract and got nothing back and they don't have something set up already. Agreed. Do you think it's Draymond? I'm not saying, do you think he goes there, but do you think that's who they target? Uh, I would, I would think that they would target him. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they'll land him, but I mean, he would make their team much better than yep. John Collins would. I agree. I said this last episode, but Draymond before this trade, but now it makes even more sense. But Draymond with Trey Young is a night. It's nightmare fuel. I yeah. it's awesome if you're a Hawks fan, but oh my gosh, that would be the most frustrating team in the world to play against if they if they play together. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. But I think it would be a great fit. Yeah, he would They're be great a great fit. fit. Yep, I agree. Um, but yeah, great. I think the jazz are my other draft day winner. And I think the Collins trade just makes them even better. I'm curious to see what the jazz do. Obviously they took a big cap hit sign, uh, taking on his contract, but I still think that they make some moves, uh, once free agency starts. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. But they, they have the money, right? Like you yep. have to spend it somewhere. So exactly. Taking exactly. him like he for nobody for Rudy, Rudy gay and a second rounder. Like that's yeah. a great, great move. I agree. I agree completely. Um, Okay. Let's dive into the next thing. I was just going to mention a, a few of these. Nas Reed, I think, is a very underrated player, and he re-signed with the Wolves. Um, yeah. Undrafted guy at LSU, I think he quickly became a real NBA player, an important piece. I think that they are going, the Wolves are going to need a big shakeup, especially being stuck with Rudy Gobert's contract. 
And honestly, right. as crazy as it sounds, I think that person's probably going to be Cat. I think that right. I don't know if it's this year, but I think that Cat most likely gets moved. Um, and you continue to build off of Anthony Edwards because right. I, I I think that's you're dumb if you don't. Yeah, there's no way you can like I don't know who thought that would work having Cat and and Rudy on the same team. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't no. work. No. Nope. So I they have to pick one, and they gave the farm for Rudy. So I'd imagine they're going to trade cat and they can get more out of him. I think. Yep. Um, agreed. More assets than if you traded Rudy. So. Just knowing that they traded a better version of Rudy Gobert yeah. for Rudy Gobert, just one of the pieces for Rudy Gobert and Walker Kessler. I hope I, I'm sure that keeps somebody in Minnesota up at night and uh, it should, it keeps me up at night and I'm not a, a, a Wolves fan. <laughs> yeah, I don't I really care about it, but I'm like, what happened? What's going yeah, on there? Yeah, it's really bad. Um, but Nas Reed, good player. I'm glad he's staying in Minnesota. I think he's going to be a part of their future. Um, I like him. Bummer, he got hurt in the playoffs. I thought I thought he was great. Um, the next thing, and we're just going down the list. We're going to end here soon talking about free agency. Uh, Tobias Harris, he has been linked to a lot of different things. His dad was very outspoken, saying that the Sixers used him wrong and uh, really said a lot of crazy things. Um right. He was at this Fanatics event today. Uh, Joel Embiid was there. Some other celebrities were there. And he dropped the line of the uh, century, I think, mm -hmm. saying that uh, casual Sixers fans are willing to trade him for crumble cookie. Now, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny, but also Tobias, I don't know. I can't confirm this. I think he owns a crumble franchise. <laughs> I also don't know, but based on his Instagram stories, I would assume that he has some ties to a franchise. Yeah. Do, or he just or really loves them. Yeah. He loves crumble cookie. And it, listen, I like them. Yeah. I'm they're great. Fan. I think they're and great. Also Utah company, at least founded, which is fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, look, I don't know what's going to happen with Tobias. He's been linked with trade. Apparently teams came calling and the Sixers just don't want to part with them. Um, right. Again, Nobody is mad at the player Tobias is. He is not oh. a max player contract guy. And we know that that's where the issue is. That's that's right. where the hangup is. I thought Tobias, honestly, up until they got eliminated, played really good basketball. He really did. Yeah. Through the first couple rounds, I thought he was good. But again, a guy making that much money kind of handcuffs a team. But look, that's not Tobias's fault. If you get offered that no. contract, you're going to take it. And honestly, it's not the Sixers fault because if they didn't offer him that contract, somebody else was going to. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens. But as of now, all signs are pointing to Tobias Harris staying. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with James Harden? Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. Um, I don't, but, uh, I don't uh, know. But I would like Toby's contract. Just for, let the record state. <laughs> I would like it. I will take all the hate for not playing well. I'll take it all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm making that money. I don't care. I'll eat uh, crumble every day. No freaking kidding. I agree with you. Um, Some big names. Uh, big is a loose term, but just some names in free agency that we're going to mention real quick. Um, Again, as free agency starts on Friday, Dante DiVincenzo, he does not pick up his $4.7 million player option with the Warriors. That was a little interesting. I don't, I mean, 4.7 is not a lot, but I don't yeah. see a team, especially with the new CBA, like I don't, see a team paying him much more than that. Um, mm -hmm. And he actually got a lot of minutes and a lot of run uh, with Golden State, but who knows? Uh, Kyrie Irving, absolutely no clue where he's going to go. Truly no idea. He could resign with the Mavs. Card. 
Yeah, he could resign with the Mavs. He could retire. He could do anything, and I wouldn't be shocked by it. Uh, yep. No idea. As we mentioned, James Harden, Fred Van Vliet, Bruce Brown, who is an intriguing name. I don't He's think he. Guy. I don't think he lands back in Denver. No, no way. But did you see Michael Malone's uh, at the parade? Yeah. Saying he's yeah. going to be back and all that stuff. He's like, you're coming back. And Bruce Brown's face is like, you can't he, afford me. Yeah. You're going to have to pay a lot of money. Yeah. I, and that guy, he hasn't made like a ton of money. So he's taking the money he gets yeah. offered. There's no way Yo, he takes less to stay. And no one will blame him. He's won a championship now. Yeah. Like nobody will blame him. And I, again, teams will throw money at him. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, a player. I, I see the Mavs going after him being aggressive. I see a lot of teams being aggressive and going after him. Um, Draymond Green, obviously another name. I will be shocked if he doesn't work out a deal and go back to Golden State. Just with the Chris Paul yeah. trade, like I feel like they're going to go all in again, make a big push these next two years. Uh, Chris Middleton opted out of his weird. deal. Very weird. Um, I a lot of Bucks people I I follow say were kind of not surprised by that. Um, yeah. trying to trying to rework another deal with the Bucks, but uh, strange. I I would be shocked if he goes elsewhere. And then another name who is intriguing. Jakob Hurdle to me, former Utah Jakob. Jakob is a solid big in this league, and he doesn't get yeah. a lot of love. Uh, played for the Spurs and the Raptors this year. He's a free agent. I'm curious where he winds up. He is a phenomenal backup, but not a phenomenal like starter. So he falls right. in this like weird in-between spot. Um, he is one of my favorite underdog people to throw some money on uh, because right. he is a rebounding machine and he gets a lot of easy buckets anyway just some names to keep some eyes on um summer league is also starting it we're really jumping into the middle of we're, we're getting into the swing of things summer league in salt lake starts uh soon out here in utah games on the third the fifth and the sixth i will be there which will be fun uh reporting on it which will be great um and then we dive into vegas and we, who knows maybe myself and yourself will find our ourselves down there yeah, if I if I get the sign off from Tara, then I'm in. Yeah, we've we've had a nice streak of summer league in Vegas, uh, summers attended, and yeah. I would like I would like to keep it going. So who knows? Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. See, and why uh, don't you tell her that it's for the podcast? And great, I done. have to go. I don't have a choice. Right. I have done. To done deal. Um, I just want to see Victor play. I want to see Scoot play, and obviously, yeah. I want to see just what the Sixers look like because uh, we. We're like the fever pitch guys. We're like Jimmy Fallon on fever pitch where they go down to Florida every year. That's, I feel like that's how I am with the Sixers. Even if we didn't draft the guy, I just am. I can't wait to see our young dudes (laughs) go out and play. (gasps) I'm looking forward to it. This is the year to go. If you're going to go to a year, this is the year. So it really is. We went, I'm trying to think one of the busiest times. Again, we've gone so many years in a row. Uh, when, the Wiggins and Jabari Parker and Joel and B draft. I was there for mm-hmm. the first time Wiggins and Jabari played. That was packed. For some reason, they held it in the Cox Pavilion and not in Thomas and Mack, which was a huge Terrible. mistake. Um, and then we were there for Lonzo Ball's debut with the Lakers. And there were so many BBB fans, big baller brand fans there and and ball fan. Yeah, it was crazy. There were so many people. Yeah, I'd never seen that many crazy. people. And I fully expect the summer to blow that out of the water. Yeah. I'd imagine it's going to be packed house, which is why we need to go. Yep. I agree. We'll make it happen. Anyway, that's a lot of info. Thank you for sticking with us. Jer, I think that's all I got. You got anything else? I've got nothing. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. I love it. Thank you all for listening. As always, feel free, drop a like, subscribe, review, one star, five star, doesn't matter. Just appreciate you listening. Love you all. Hope you have a great week. We'll hit you with a free agency special episode coming up this weekend as well. Um, But again, love you all. And uh, that's all, folks. Thank you.